Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. You are listening to the Stable of Studs Wrestling Podcast. I'm indeed your host, Tank Rodriguez. Via Zoom sesh, we got the, the boys. We got uh, the back of Jimothy James Dean. <laughs> That's what Santa Claus looks like at his uh, workshop over there. I assume, yeah, the red flannel cutoff vest, uh, which he stole from me. Uh, I wore it long before you did. Uh, mine had long sleeves before I cut it off, but I still had it before you. Yes, yeah, so did mine. <laughs> I didn't buy okay. it this way. All right. Both of you are Mick Foley. We get it. <laughs> or Abyss. One of you is Abyss, and the other is Mick Foley. James is Abyss. James is Abyss. <laughs> hey, which one of us went as Mick Foley for Halloween? I don't remember. Well, you're technically um, Cactus Jack. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, we have that's uh, Adam freaking danger how you doing today sir hey i'm doing well my friends it's good to hear your uh, voices always always great to hear your voice um and you know um unfortunately you know uh, amidst this crisis we had some budget cuts <laughs> uh so we did have to let one of our our stable Studs podcast members go and so we Was wish tanner we, we we wish tanner treadway the best in his future endeavors future endeavors <laughs> I wish you would have let me know before this. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing on. I don't know who gave you the Zoom link, but yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like what's his name from Office Space. I was told that I would get my name. No, you're, you're like Matt picture. Hardy after you know he got let go. Because... Why'd you do it? <laughs> Why'd you do it, Lito? Why'd you do that? Why'd you fire me? Why'd you fire me, Vince? And of course, we got Tanner Treadway, who has not been fired. Uh, how are you doing today, sir? I'm good. I got a job. Yeah, e- exactly. You still have you still have a job. Appreciate that. And then, of course, um, you know, not to make light of it, but you know, uh, WWE definitely um, not. It's not surprising because this is something they definitely have done in the past. Um, I don't think last year they did it as big. Um, I think it was the year before that it was like a heavy one. Um, but yeah, over what twenty people have been released so far. Um, so far, yeah, a lot of people and a lot of good names, uh, a, a, a lot of really good names that I was actually surprised to see. Um, but then you think about the current situation that we are in, in a whole global atmosphere of pandemics, uh, whatever, long, fancy words. Um, do you think how, how much a part of the XFL does this have on, on, on uh, effect on WWE? A big deal, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, financially, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when uh, they when w, when uh, XFL filed for bankruptcy, um, you like I think WWE had like a twenty five percent stake in the XFL company, which isn't surprising. But um, but yeah, um, what were y'all's first thoughts when y'all saw that list? Uh, we'll start off with Tanner. The so a lot of them were not shocking. A lot of them, it was it was like okay. WWE can't afford to keep guys on the shelf anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like guys like EC3, I was like, you know, that's been a matter Cheers. of time. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, I was like, good for him. That's been a matter of time. Rusev was a bit of a shock. Um, Rowan was was not a surprise. It's it just seemed like at the time of reading it that all the guys that shouldn't be there are now gone, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But then you had Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. I finally get to call him machine gun again. Thank God. Exactly. <laughs> um, they, 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 they were in the main event of night one of WrestleMania and now they're fired. 
yeah and we'll, we'll we'll jump it we'll jump into into the to the specifics that we go uh one by one of these names here uh james or adam uh, what was your first initial thoughts I would say that, uh, you know, just kind of concerned because kind of going back to some of the previous shows that we've done, you know, I, I think I know I articulated that I think as fans now, we really care for the people themselves. Like we follow their career from organization to organization. So we're really glad when they're at the WWE, no matter what, because you know that they're, you know, pulling a paycheck and, and that we want to see them do well. Uh, you know, if this were regular circumstances and let's just say uh, Gallows and Anderson were, were let go, you know that they'd be able to uh, pick up work, maybe do the indies, or they would jump to AEW. You know, under normal circumstances, they would be fine. Mm -hmm. But immediately now, you know, it's got to be very jarring for them and their families to say, like, I, I don't know when my next paycheck is coming because everything's at a halt. Yeah, it's just scary. I don't know. It doesn't matter if you're a wrestler or just anybody. I think you, you just kind of you're concerned and you just hope that things work out and they're able to bounce back quick enough uh, just because we care about them so much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely I agree with Adam. Like, that's why some, sometimes when you. Uh, these people become humans, you know, they're not just WWE superstars. You see them as people, especially with as much access that we now have on the WWE network and then on their YouTube show to seeing these people in more of a day-to-day -day life scenario with like all the documentaries and then following them on social media and everything. You just see them as people, you know, my first thought was, you know, what about Heath's kids? Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously some of these people, you know, at this point are non-essential personnel, uh, you know, and some of them, some of them you're happy to see go. Obviously, E3, EC3's been screwed since he got in the company. Um, dude oozes, uh, you know, charm and charisma and humor and the fact they couldn't do anything with him. And he has a great look. Is he the best in ring talent? No, not particularly, but the dude definitely should have been a bigger deal in the WWE. Um, but like, you know, some of them you're happy to see go like EC3 just so we could move on. And then you said there's guys like, you know, Gallows and Anderson. To me, Rowan was a surprise. Rowan, they've been using Rowan as an upper mid-card monster heel. Yeah, for, he was definitely being pushed until that yeah. spider reveal. Yeah. yeah, so which, and that's my whole thing was all Vince. So when you go Vince, but I mean, it's a bummer. But again, any time, other time of the year, these people would be able to bounce back rather quickly. Thankfully, these guys aren't like fucking, you know, they, these aren't uh, whole food bus boys, like, or bag boys, you know, these guys make a good living. Yeah. You know, they're paid well throughout the year. Even even guys at the level who aren't on television are making a decent living. Um, obviously, you know, it's, it's a bummer at any level to lose your job. So, you know, hopefully we can all get through this and they can either bounce back, you know, with, you know, another, like, another major promotion, whether it's ROH or NWA, I mean, not even major promotion. Another, another promotion that can pay them, anyways. But um, yeah, anyways, you know, there's from that first wave, you know, some of them were surprising, some of them weren't. Yeah, uh, I mean, and, and and again, we'll go down this list, and we can get into a, you know more detail about it. Um, but I mean, you think about this, maybe I mean, even well, shoot, even two years ago, if this happened, it's the same scenario that they're in. I mean. There was no other. There was no other promotion they could go to. Yeah, the indies were, were starting to get hot again, um, but I mean, you, as far as to make that type of money, you know, um, it, it really wasn't feasible for a lot of like the mid mid you know the mid card guys or the lower tier guys, um, you know. So I, I think you know, of course, once once this all blows over and you know once we're able to uh, 
get back in, you know, the guys are able to get back into the ring. They're able to, to bring in some, some money. Um, I, I think, um, I say half of these, half of these people released, uh, we see you get a good push and one either AEW, New Japan. And I know Tanner doesn't like it, but even ring of honor, um, it, it could really, it could, <laughs> it could really bring, excuse me, um, Classy. New, new eyes to, to, to uh, a different product other than WWE. But that being said, We'll go ahead and start, you know, um, I have a list here. Um, it's, it's in no particular order. Um, so we'll just get kicking off. We'll, we'll just talk about a little bit about their, um, you know, what you remember from them and where do you think they should go? Um, and, you know, if there's nothing there, we'll, we'll, we'll just kind of skip it. Uh, but the first one I have is Deanna Perrazzo. Who's she um, dating? Or was dating? She was dating somebody. That's funny, too, because she just was on TV twice yeah. in a week. And now she's gone, so. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I thought she really had something uh, just in terms of a look and just, you know, kind of standing out in that uh, really stacked uh, NXT women's division. If she had to go anywhere, I would, you know, I would hope that maybe she, she finds some decent work, maybe in AEW. Stay stateside, I think. Uh, maybe continue to just work on your craft, and, and this might be a good ability, a time for you to uh, maybe reinvent yourself, come up with uh, a gimmick that's uniquely you, uh, that's not just kind of some cookie cutter, you know, performance uh, center. Kind I say of impact. Yeah, she's why a, not? She's like impact talent. Honestly, I'm going to repeat this every time a woman's name comes up. <laughs> they should go to AEW because fucking AEW needs a yeah. better women's roster. So. I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. AEW is barren when it comes to their women's division. So anyone and everyone. Impact is barren in general. Well, they've <laughs> earned that. Yeah. True. Uh, new ownership, but you know, um, you know, uh, the next one is Alexander, uh, uh Jaxic. Jaxic. Oh, hey, a good kid. Good kid. Um, nice. You know, de- definitely, uh, hits the weights. Uh, oh, <laughs> I think if I remember right, I think, um, I think the LA dojo had their eyes on him. Yeah. That's the guy. Okay. Good deal. Um, I'll skip this one for now. Well, actually, you know what? You know, let, let's talk about it again in no order. Rusev, um, straight up, AEW. Or, you know what would be cool? To see if the guy can wrestle. If he can put up or shut up and send him to New Japan. Yeah. He'd do, he do good in New Japan. The dude can wrestle. Uh, the dude is unbelievably athletic, for, especially for a guy with his, like, build. Um, I think it's the big – I think it's their biggest mistake and their biggest loss. Um, yeah. I think of everybody who left WWE, he's the guy that has the, is the most complete. Um, first off, he's a guy right now, he, much like John Moxley, who has so much support from the wrestling fan base. Because once again, WWE stomping on a homegrown movement, like you know, with Rusev Day. Um, mm-hmm. And again, he's going to go into any promotion, and he's he can fucking you can put him on the mic. You can he's a believable threat to no matter what dude you have in your roster. Um, yeah, I think he, I think that's their biggest mistake, and I'm I I'm glad that he's going to have um, you know the chance to, to prove what he can do, and I hope he, I hope he fucking I hope he crushes it. So oh, that's ironic. I <laughs> crush. Anyways, <laughs> I mean, nice. I can just I can see I can see Russo like. Uh, I'm gonna butcher the name, uh, Tanner. So help me out. Like, I think it's like uh, uh, Tomohiro. Tomohiro Ishii. Yeah. Ishii. He'd fucking murder Ishii. In a... <laughs> <laughs> I like Ishii, but dude, he's like 
five eight and 185 <laughs> pounds. But anyways, I mean, I mean, I'd still, it's still a good performer. Yeah. I, so the thing is, I think he would be the new Japan because I think he could prove, especially, you know, especially working with really amazing workers and the style they have over there. I think he would adjust to it just fine. But again, as much as I, I, I would be totally fine with that from a fan standpoint, I think the money for him is going to AEW. Um, and I think, I, I mean, I don't know his, I don't know what his relationship with those guys. There's going to be guys we bring up, I know, have a very close relationship with the executives at, at AEW, but I think he's big money for them, no doubt. I would, I would, I'm going to throw this out, and I don't want to be booed right away. Wait, 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 wait. Is that Mailman Mike? Is that Mailman Mike? It is indeed. Hey, everybody. That's awesome. In the dark and bad, too. That looking extra creepy. Sir, how you doing? Good. How's it going <laughs> with everybody there? <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, so what we're doing right now, and Adam, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. Um, but, yeah, so, um, you know, we're just going through the list of people being released. And just getting our takes on it, seeing you know where where we should go, where they should go, and why. Um, so right now we're stuck on Rusev. So uh, Adam, go ahead and continue. Okay, I was gonna say, Rusev's the kind of person that could really like elevate a promotion. I really wouldn't be mad if he went to NWA. And well, I would he, love that. I I think like too small. But he's the one that can elevate. He'd be like he would be the person that kind of helps take them to the next level in terms of uh, having a big talent. You could stay in the United States, and I think you could really make them. You know, they wouldn't compete with WWE right away or AEW, but you would take that next step. And he's the kind of talent that you can bring in uh, to if you were serious about growing the brand, growing the promotion. Uh, I mean, you know, think about it. Billy. Think about the money that you could put towards that and, and grow, and you would have a legit top star there. I mean, I, as a fan, I would love that, but I think, I think he's, he's, I think with what, especially his fee, he would probably be asking for. I, I was going to say, it. yeah, it's an investment. Yeah. You got to make the investment. Rusev has absolutely earned the the biggest pop of his life and a fat paycheck with it. And, and I, I, I don't think he's going to get that anywhere besides AEW. I would yeah. love to see him in New Japan. I don't think he's as over in Japan if he is at all. Yeah. Um, as he is with the AEW audience. Yeah, and my thing is, uh, you know, Cody wasn't super. In fact, I remember uh, going to Long Beach and uh, being shocked because the internet at the time hated Cody. Like, oh, he doesn't deserve the push he's getting in New Japan. But then, you know, stateside, you said nothing but, you know, nightmare shirts. Um, I don't, but my thing is, I think, I think if he went over and his work rate was solid and they didn't immediately push him into a title picture, I think he'd build fan support super quick. But again, I think it would be a misuse of his talents. Um, I think, you know, and again, there's no way if I'm AEW and I see Rusev out there, uh, there's no way I'm not snatching him up. I mean, mm -hmm. and even if you snatched him up and, and let him sort of, you know, um, like build his, him coming, like, because right now you have like a ton of you brought in a ton of guys like the Lance Archers and stuff. Kind of like tease him, like really build that fan support, get him excited. So yeah, um, you know that way you're not throwing him right into some you know main event picture or upper mid card picture. Give let your stories sort of build. But I swear to God, if you start teasing, like for me as a fan, if they start teasing Rusev is coming, once that dude shows up in TV, uh, pop huge. So, but I mean, I'm already yeah. a diehard fan. Anyway. 
Mike, you got anything? Uh, I definitely agree with all the points that have already been raised. I think, yeah, like, it, you know, if there's any kind of tragic aspect to um, not only, you know, Rusev, Miroslav, uh, whatever name he's going to go under, like, he, he could just go under Miro and his real name is more awesome than the working name he's had. Um, if there's any kind of tragedy to this situation right now, you guys highlighted it, you know, last week and the week before, you know, speaking about, like, kind of how tragic that Brody didn't get that that initial like ah, that explosion that that air sucking reaction that mm-hmm. you know he really deserved an opportunity when the spotlight was on him miro or rusev absolutely deserves it and stuff yeah. i've had the opportunity to be around him a couple of times when he was training here in southern california for knox pro the old company that uh that rikishi and gangrel were mm-hmm. um were uh training at over here by burbank and um and he's an amazing guy he is when you know from the little minute limited time i had with him uh you know, or our time around him, he is a guy that is aware of the New Japan product. So it's something where, you know, I just from talking to him at that very base independent pre-WWE level, it was always something where, you know, for me, like the independent guys I would talk to, one of the first things I would always ask is kind of like, you know, do you have any interest in traveling the world? Because if you look right now um, at the people holding these top positions, it's not only the smart favorites, but it's guys who have spent like an inordinate amount of time, like in Mexico and England and Canada and Japan and whatever, whatever, whatever. And he was always one and stuff that he like from talking to him, he was surprised that he got the, uh, the developmental contract as soon as he did um, in that, you know, like that he didn't have to kind of do that time in the trenches, if you will, and stuff like he was one that he came in when FCW was a thing and stuff. So uh, I guess Lauren, I really liked his size and his mobility and everything from uh, uh, speaking to him um, was right when he was headed there. But uh, from talking to him, it was, he had interest in traveling the world and doing some of those like grassroots promotion things. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. NWA would be a thing for him. It's not out of the realm of possibility. New Japan would be a thing for him. I think if that does happen, it's going to be like a Moxley type deal where he gets to call, you know, like he'll do TVs for AEW. He'll do the G1 Climax. Um, I think, you know, the he would absolutely be the first name a pro wrestling gorilla would jump on for, for Battle of Los Angeles if that were a thing in 2020. So he's got, the world is literally his oyster, I think, and stuff right now because so much of your top marquee talent is locked up that right now the opportunity to snatch someone who could be a needle mover is yeah. so few and far between. He is the number one guy out there right now. Um, that's not at this point locked down to something that could literally like be that, you know, the, yeah. the person flipping the channels be like, Holy crap, he's on TNT, like James said and stuff. So um, I like, I look forward to whatever his next move is and stuff. But um, did you guys already get through all of the, the no. releases? No, no, we no, just got pretty early. Two, that, that's a third one here. Um, but you know, since that you, you brought up Brody, uh, I did want to bring up Rowan next. Um, and, and get your thoughts to see if maybe that's a collab waiting to happen for AEW. No, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because fucking that's – Brody Lee has gone on record so many times and saying, like, the last thing he wants is to be associated with him again. Um, not just – I mean, they didn't get along when they first started. He, I guess apparently Brody wasn't a big fan of Rowan when they first got together. He's like, but now they are good friends. But I think he wants to be completely separate be his own person, like, stay away from that. In fact, if anything, of all the people released, I think Rowan would be a great fit for the NWA and mm. kind of be that oh, sort of, like, yeah. 
Nikita Koloff, kind of yeah. like, um, you know, uh, monster heel who kind of gets over with his limited working weight. But um, anyway, I think like, I don't think, as much as I, I'm a fan of Ronan, I, I, you know, I think as a human being, I would like to sit down and have a chat with him. Uh, I don't think he's, I don't think Japan would be interested. I mean, maybe. Um, and I don't, I honestly don't see AEW jumping on it either. So, but I, I mean, I would be happy to see him in, a, in NWA and really finally have a real huge monster that could just fucking lay waste everybody over there. Like, so that's, that's my vote. I think one thing to consider too is obviously when this pandemic ends, uh, by all accounts, AEW still has a second show that they're thinking about launching, right? Like a second mm, legit oh, show no. on TNT. So <laughs> even if you just need people for the roster, like you still need bodies for the roster. You can't just have, you know, the same roster working for two shows. If I'm AEW, maybe we're not going to back up the Brinks truck right now, but you just put out the feelers. Hey, you know, when you need something, give us a call. We need this because uh, the way I see it, you know, AEW still has a whole show to fill out of, of talent that they don't have right now. I would I would go I would actually argue against that for two reasons. One, if you look at AEW Dark, they already are running pretty much a second show. That I don't show, watch it. <laughs> I do, and it's actually I find some of the times the matches are actually better than the ones on Dynamite. Um, but again, twenty years ago, fucking uh, AEW Dark would have been on TV. It would have been fucking Thunder. Um, now I already think AEW. I mean, we've talked on this podcast already. AEW's roster is is thin as shit. Literally and uh, metaphorically, <laughs> um, but at Darby the same Allen. time, yeah. At the same time, they don't. You don't want to fucking financially risk yourself having a fucking diverse roster that isn't bringing in the funds. Like you have to be, like I said, AEW has to be really smart about how they spend money. I don't care that they have billionaires in place. At some point, if something's not, if the company's not making money, they're gonna fucking lose. You know, and they, I mean, they could even lose their TV deal, but. Um, but again, I don't want them to see just snatching up anybody for the sake of snatching up. They should have a plan when they snatch somebody up that they already kind of see where that person fits in their roster. Um, but I mean, now I, that's to say, like, there's pretty much nobody that a or NW or Jesus Christ WWE let go of that I don't think might have a role somewhere in AEW. But they should definitely be more smart about it and choose well. the right people. Oh come on, he's Van Hammer a Jace and like every and yeah, promotion and, needs and, and yeah, and Van everybody needs a Van Hammer? Yeah, of course, dude. Everyone needs that big heavy in a in a third tier stable. You know what Van Hammer's good for YouTube clips that we can all laugh at. Um <laughs> <laughs> Well, um yeah, I mean I, I mean I, I definitely understand that. Um It'll be interesting to see where Rowan lands up. You know, um, I really don't think we, we ever got 100% of Rowan um, yeah. as far as I think we were, we were just about to see it. Um, I, I definitely do believe that NWA would be a perfect fit for him. Um, I do believe that two, two individuals here um, that got let go. <clears throat> um, hold on, let's see. Uh, okay, so apparently there's a 40-minute time limit. Uh, for this anyway uh but yeah they, they zoom let it go thanks zoom um but yeah two two individuals here that um that i think would be perfect uh for uh nwa and that's epico and primo for the tag team division definitely i mean i'd be happy if those two never graced television again and it's is it just for their last name is that it 
No, it's just because they're boring as shit. Like they, like they have zero. I don't know. I mean, good for them. I mean, it's not nothing. It's not personal. I just don't. They're one of those teams on TV. I literally get glassy-eyed over. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm but again, James. but 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 having said that, that's because of the way they're used by. There's nobody on earth I don't feel like dessert can do have a second chance and blow you away. Like just because they sucked in WWE doesn't mean that you know it's not at least partially WWE's fault. They could hit the Indies and blow me away. So whatever. I mean, you yeah, know, they're ROH. They're ROH uh, talent. Like, do something kind of in relative obscurity make like a big deal about it and then you just kind of march your way back up which i think they i mean they left the company or they've been away from wwe and then they come back and uh yeah maybe they have to go to impact or roh just to like hey just work just do something and figure it out and you know distinguish yourselves from all the other tag teams yeah well and uh i don't think anything needs to really be said about mike and maria canales um no, so fine. we can we can skip that oh man i love uh, maria canellis yeah they have but i mean impact impact exactly that's where 100%. that's where i discovered maria canellis and miracle they, mike they, bennett was impact. they better not go anywhere besides impact because i might you know th- there's a chance that i might see them maria canellis <laughs> can look maria canellis can go back to new japan and hang out on the apron all yeah. she wants. Yeah. Right, that's fine that's fine <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Mike uh, Shiota, the referee, um, definitely going to AEW. I, I just don't think there's anything else. Um, I don't or, care. It's hey. a ref. I don't yeah. care. Oh, okay. Mike Shiota's cool. I like yeah, that little like, crew cut haircut he used to have. I can't believe they let him go of all people. Like, but whatever. He's pro- he was probably getting paid top dollar, man. He's been there a minute. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, maybe He might have been their top. Uh, um, More than Lil Nate? More than yeah, Charles Robinson? Good. The statement that I saw made today was that, like he was about to hit like 14 years on the roster and stuff, which seniority equaled like the higher end of referee pay. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was him or bring up Drake from NXT or whatever. So yeah, like that. But apparently he was like the most beloved guy too. Like everybody liked Kyoto a ton. Yeah, yeah he seems definitely. Like a cool guy. And then we had, of course, from NXT, we had Sarah Logan, Aiden English, um, you know, uh, Leo Rush uh, being let go. Um, so, I mean, I, I think Sarah Logan has a future in AEW. Uh, definitely, I, I wouldn't. I, I don't see why we wouldn't see her in the future. Yeah, she. She. Yeah, I mean, she's. Uh, you know, and she's very forgettable in in the E, but somewhere else she could actually do something. So. Yeah, again, she's like already I said, doing promo stuff. Like I think it was on her Instagram. She's wearing like a Jason style hockey mask now mm-hmm. or something. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah. Where do y'all where do y'all put Eric Young at? Uh, retirement. Please, yeah. please retire. A A R P. I mean, how old is he? Dude, the dude. If he, if he does one more promo, his lungs are going to be on the mat. He is only forty. It is so difficult for he's him. He's only forty. He's only forty. Oh my god! What I happened to he, him? I thought he was at least in his fifties, dude. He's only forty is, years old. Is he okay? He's younger than me. Well, that's, that's that gas, fine. bro. That's that that good stuff, you know. What is he? What is he injecting it into his lungs? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, definitely not surprising, but still kind of sad because I, you know. To me, one of the, half of this team uh, was synonymous with WWE, but that's Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, um, that is really yeah. sad. I mean, I, I I don't 
to me, those are WWE guys. You know, they mean like this. Mm-hmm. I I don't know where we're. I mean, I I I do believe that they're probably not going to stay together. Um, but you know, um, I don't know if I see Zack Ryder on AEW. I think that's that's too that would that's too many of that type of character. Dude, this is here. one case where I I would actually like to see him do the I came from WWE thing yeah. and just rip him apart. Just, just give him a microphone, give him ten minutes every dynamite, and just let him rip him apart. And, and Zach I or Kurt? Because Kurt has some steam Zach. though. Zach, okay, absolutely Zach, because he he was never the guy to complain. Like you, you never saw anything but you know happy go lucky bro, and he was over. And they just didn't do anything with him. So now I want him to be mean. I want him to be bitter. I want him in AEW, and I and I want him to talk about it. First think, off, if you I, get, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say like to what James has seen. You know, when he has his kind of like YouTube videos and stuff, the guy has a creative flair. Like the guy has an outlet, uh, and I think he has more to share with his character. This could really be a blessing in disguise for him. This could be the turning point in his career when he was like, cool, I had no longer had anything holding me back. It was up to me and I had to showcase what I could do. I could do a different kind of character and I could be a different kind of wrestler. Uh, he's an enjoyable wrestler and, and people got behind him, you know, five, six years ago. And now, you know, maybe staying with WWE kind of hurt him in that it just kind of kept him, you know, with this ceiling, with this, this definite ceiling. So now he doesn't have that restraints. It's up to him. And this could be a real turning point that maybe five, 10 years down the line, he's like, it's the best thing that could ever happen to me because I was left to my own devices and I created, I used all of my talent to create, you know, a role for myself. You know, that, that, that's a good point. And actually, you know, um, moving on just for time. Um, another guy that I could see shooting on whoa, WWE. Whoa, 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 oh, go whoa. ahead. Go ahead. Dude, the one that was most. Uh, okay. All right. We'll, we'll stick on this one for a bit. So first off, uh, you know, uh, obviously I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, it's funny because I was never a Zack Ryder fan when he was a wrestler. But, you know, thanks to, and again, it speaks to being, being able to have your own outlets to, to express your creativity and show who you are. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a uh, proud, uh, hard foundation level uh, supporter of them on Patreon of the uh, Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. Um, but first off, you, you don't, there's not two guys in WWE who loved being in WWE more than those two guys. Die That's hard true. wrestling fans. That, like, Zack Ryder's whole life was being in the WWE. So it actually creates a very interesting dynamic what he can do now. Yeah. I mean, they do have their own outlet. But for two, as I've already brought up uh, other places, number one, you saw that, I don't know if you guys saw that post from uh, Cody about basically how putting over Zack Ryder is so huge. Yes. Yeah. And stuff. Um, yeah. But uh, Brian Myers, a.k.a. Kurt Hawkins, trained MJF. Right. He's and fucking Trent. friends with all those dudes. What's that, Mike? M- MJF and Trent. And Trent, oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, I could definitely see the two of them going over there. And the thing is too, in WWE, they're just two, just two guys, but over there, like they're two, like Zach Rice, probably now the most Jack dude on their whole roster. Like, uh, but but the thing is they could actually do something that WWE wouldn't let them do. And they could actually take the personas they've created with their major wrestling figure podcast. AEW is going to let them take, carry over that creative freedom mm-hmm. um and that's something wwe would not let them do 
uh, they would exploit it for like their own benefits, but they wouldn't let them transfer it over into some sort of creative outlet with their own characters. That's why I think both of them are almost definitely going to AW. Um, in fact, I said, I, I would not be shocked if those were the first to announce to go over because first off, like I said, massive connections over there. And two, because I feel like, you know, with that, that certain segment of the wrestling population that they already uh, have that connection with, it brings it over to AEW. So, James, if either one of them even mention a toy, I'm going to hate it and I'm going to blame you. Look, dude, they could be like, hey, we're like fanboys or whatever. I, I mean, no. I'm telling you, it's definitely. I hate it. Well, I hate you. <laughs> Everyone Justin hates Tanner. <laughs> <your> line launch. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Just in time for the AEW figure line to exactly. launch. Oh my god! Exactly. No. Oh my they're god! Like, they're like the spokesmen for their dude. I hate it. Oh yeah, man! Shut up, Tanner. All right. I don't even want to think hey, about it. Mike, did you have anything to say regarding uh, Curtin and uh, Zach? Jim literally hit every point that I was going to, so I'm glad you know that uh, oh, I did it again. James hit every point that I was <laughs> okay, going. No, to. his name's Jimmy. Jim. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy. Everybody shut up. Shut up, everybody. Anyways. Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> Big Jim McGuinn. So anyway, so moving on to just something that Tanner said uh, about Zack Ryder. I think another individual, my personal saddest moment yesterday or day before yesterday learning about this, my boy, Heath Slater, I think yeah. would be a perfect fit yeah. uh, for Heath Slater. A, a definite, definite underdog, like – Totally just underappreciated, um, huge, huge talent. I mean, I think Heath Slater's perfect for that. I, I, you know, I said it, I was wrong, but I'll say it again for AEW if he does go. He's definitely championship material, and I would love yeah. to see that in AEW. Uh, but a anyone else's hot takes on that? And I don't think he would fit anywhere else. I think that he's somehow exactly what wwe looks for in a performer like right. not he's not like outstanding in the ring but he never has an off day um but he's he's just super entertaining on tv so yeah a, i think AEW is the obvious but that's the thing i don't think we've really seen what he can really do i think he was on on i think he was held back i well, mean he was I, in the i'm sorry mike i'm gonna like yeah i'm gonna actually jump right on like thank you for saying that tank and stuff like i've been watching heat since he was heath miller and yeah. Deep South, CW and and those those early companies that dude can do it and like and the the one time you know a friend of James and I and stuff Victor uh got to meet uh Kenny Omega in LA and stuff and it was like hey you know do you um asking him like hey is there anybody you know that you still keep in touch with from you know WWE and stuff in the Deep South days and stuff Kenny Omega himself raved about how good Heath is and how the rest of the world has no idea how legitimately talented that dude, how in training the dude's doing Liger flips from the top to the floor, you know, onto like Del Rio would be the only one who'd man, be man enough to catch him. Like just the crazy <laughs> stuff. Heath can do so much more than he's gotten to show. Like I, even if it's NWA, you know, cause I think he's, I think he lives in Atlanta now. Yeah. Um, like, Oh my God, like that dude, that's another one that honestly, like we have not gotten to, and let alone legitimately, like the few guys that I've gotten to, to talk about, like, you know, in WWE legitimately considered probably the other than your Brock Lesnar's the toughest dude, legit backstage. Like, Former, like, Golden Gloves-level boxer, like, dude can throw hands like nobody's business and stuff. is just a down-home, easy-going country boy. But holy cow, everybody raved about, you know, long before, like, Dash Wilder and anybody else, like, hit that ring that day when Brett got jumped at the Hall of Fame. 
some bitch, Heath Slater was the first one on that podium, and God <laughs> help that son of a bitch. <laughs> well, the one stuff, dude. Like, cause seriously, that man, like, I, I'd rather freaking, you know, uh, for you know, jump in traffic than piss Heath Slater off and stuff. So I think we're we're going to be in for a huge surprise. I think he's the next McIntyre, and that the we had no idea what's really there. Absolutely, I hope so. The thing is, he's one thing is I give him a lot too, especially if you listen to podcasts and read blogs is like, he's one of those like top three or four guys, like kind of like our truth that nobody has a bad word to say about him. Like everybody who wor works with him is like, he's like the funniest guy, the coolest guy, the nice, the chillest dude. So I think in this modern yeah. era where, you know, you don't have your Buzz Osborns and you're like just notorious dickhead, mean bullies. Like, like I think those few, like, people who are really good people in the business um you know are going to probably be given a shot just because they have those friendships and they're they're like notoriously easy to work with and stuff so um i mean i do god bless him i want him to succeed he like said he definitely definitely never got to fully show what he could do he was always like three man band was up he was always the most entertaining dude in that trio so <laughs> let's do it man yeah, absolutely yeah best of luck to him uh so yeah so we got um I think we got three more people that are that are really really uh, to, to talk about, um, and, I, and I'll save I'll save the last tag team here for the last last topic here. But EC three, I mean I think EC three is probably another hidden gem, but that really a hidden gem only to the smarks out there like us that really know like man like that guy is something that's that that dude's like MJF's older brother, uh, pretty much you know as far as character goes. Um, so I mean I. I there's, I, I'm not worried about him. Um, I don't think he's worried. I think he's just been sitting at home, you yeah. know, collecting that check. So I think he's pumped. Yeah, resting yeah. his body. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. He got he got shit on, on that one. Um, and for what? You know, no no big deal. You know what I mean? Like, um, but he had to learn his lesson. And but guess what? I mean, he didn't even get a chance to do that. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, just real quick, anywhere. You know, where do you think he should end up? We'll start. We'll start off. We'll start off with Mike. Mike's getting the tail end of this. So let's go, my man. Um, that's, it's really interesting. I think it would be the easiest thing for him just to slide right back into impact who could use really anything right now and stuff, especially yeah. with the whole branding the name and the background there, the tie into the, you know, Dixie Carter and all of that. Yeah. Um, I would love to see him, you know, like in, uh, you know, in AEW or one of the big companies and stuff. Somebody suggested, um, on, uh, one of the boards that I follow and stuff like, you know, what if he gave, you know, new Japan, like juice Robinson did a shot. You know, like maybe, you know, that we would surprise all of us there and stuff. I know his work, Bell to Bell, hasn't always been like kind of his uh, his calling card and stuff. But mm -hmm. um, I think, yeah, just looking at his Twitter already, like the dude has shaved his head. He's got the goatee grown in. He's really like, I think he's taking a look at somebody like Killer Cross and seeing like the blueprint that was kind of laid down and how that dude built a buzz and a, and a rep and an excitement before his debut even came just off of like a, a persona and a promo. And I think EC3 can do that, if not better than that. Um, so realistically, yeah, like, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see a stop over at Impact. Wouldn't be shocked, you know, to see, you know, AEW throw something his way, even as like, you know, uh, like even as a one-off thing to go against an MJF and stuff, or like mm -hmm. a promo battle there, the way they did Jeff Cobb. Um, I think that dude's going to take, you know, the first opportunity that comes his way. But it's, it's interesting to me, kind of like looking at the list, um, that's been released so far. Um, something you guys talked about on last week's episode, I was listening to earlier on today about um, you guys had a great discussion about 
other companies are really kind of making um, a distinct effort to really have their in-ring um, style really come up right now and stuff and kind of shaping the roster that way. Isn't it really interesting to see like the WWE that we've all known for all of these years, all of us, um, and watched and, you know, the things that we know WWE is prone to do. Like if you were to look and see like a, a EC3 and Eric Rowan and say a Luke Gallows, and then over here see Tozawa, Metalik, and like a Cedric Alexander, which three, if we all had to pick based off of what we know of WWE, which three do you think, do we all think would be cut by now? And which right. three do we think would still be there? And I think it's really, really interesting that like, that's not the decision that was made. And I'm, and it's a, a little curious to me, especially after, you know, how thought provoking you guys really made that topic last week. Um, like what, you know, what is the thought process? Like based off of what we've all known, what Vince favors, what the company favors, why wasn't EC3 an immediate lockdown hit? Like why wasn't he, you know, one of the guys that were being put into those top spots? I thought he did well in NXT. I thought, you know, he did well in the, the opportunities he was given. What is well, he caught heat though, didn't he? Like he, he got on the bad side really quick. I'm wondering if there was some kind of meeting or, or something. It, like I know some of these guys, it really doesn't seem the case. Like I know like Rockstar Spud, um, <laughs> dude was busted up about it. Yeah. Like he was, yeah. he was, he was super, he looked scared and I, and I feel for yeah. the guy. Oh, but EC3 but, took him and they were working out together, man. I know. And, and that's great. <laughs> but, but seeing the guys that were released and seeing the ones that weren't, it, it makes me think if, if somehow like they, like they didn't call a meeting and Vince was like, all right, if you want out, here's your chance. Maybe that, you know what, that honestly makes more sense logically just because looking at it, top to bottom, I, I stopped and thought like, you know, is it like the FCW guys? Cause on one hand you see Ryder Slater, you know, Primo, Epico, like right. going down that list, but then no, wait a minute. Rusev's there. Leo Rush is there. Aiden English is there. So maybe it's not that, like I was really trying to look and see like, what is the, you it's know, a what is bag here? Because there wasn't the number of like your smart favorites. Like there was no Sami Zayn or, you know, Cesaro or, you know, Nakamura or whoever you want to list in Ricochet. There were mm. none of those guys on this list, even from the NXT cut so far. And it's really kind of interesting to see like, oh, is this Hunter kind of pulling these strings, you know, keeping his guys, keeping his NXT guys, but now the FCW guys in the past are being phased out. So it was, mm -hmm. it's really thought provoking to kind of see like, what is the pattern here? And, and I'm curious, like kind of what the, where the decisions really originated that if that is the reason that makes the most amount of sense. Definitely... It's the politics of the bullshit Hulk Hogan, <laughs> that politician, bald-headed son of a bitch. Uh, so no, I think, of... Go ahead. For, I was going to say, EC3, you know, I really wouldn't mind. Again, I'm going to sound like a broken record. I wouldn't mind him and Aldis tangling up for the 10 pounds of gold. Mm. I actually thought, oh, honestly, really? literally my first thought yeah. when he got let go was he'd do amazing in NWA. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, but, I mean the thing is like, dude, dude, dude should be making money. He's got the look. He's got a decent size. He's definitely he's got charisma. Um, yeah. It's just one of those things. Like, how do you not make money with this guy? Like, but I mean, you know, again, I don't. I you know, I think he would be a great fit. In fact, the idea of him and MJF having a feud sounds amazing to me. But you know, you have to be smart. Like, if you have enough guys that are sort of fitting into a certain mold, you don't want to just 
have a bunch of those guys. Yeah. So again, let's see what like you already somebody already mentioned about him shaving his head and stuff. Let's see what he does on his own. Let's see the kind of like you know effort he puts into sort of reinventing himself or sort of building his own buzz because that's what Drew got. That's what Drew did. Mm-hmm. I mean, he yep. right away he's like, I'm gonna be the ass kicking Scotsman who's fucking humorless and doesn't take any bullshit. You gotta fucking you gotta not like to- Seamus. He's like, hey, I'm gonna go away for a little bit, and then I'm gonna come back to the original person I used to be. Exactly. And just- <laughs> and when now, woo, like, yeah. woo. Did you miss me, fella? <laughs> no, no, we didn't. <laughs> I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm no, just he's saying, like a cool dude. But yeah, yeah I'm just saying it's a little lackluster. It's been done already. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think the last one that I really, I think we all wanted to harp on. Um, the big, I, to me, was more surprising than Rusev uh, was Carl Anderson and uh, and Luke Gallows. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't I'm get gonna it. Be, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't. I mean, I wasn't that shocked um, because I think again, if you go back to the point of people who were like, "Look, I'm not being used right." You, the fact that those two dudes came in with the most amount of heat, the most amount of buzz at the time in the. Everybody in, on Earth, even your grandmother knew who the Bullet Club was. The <laughs> fact that they, they couldn't pull the trigger on them right away, you knew these guys just fucking had no real future. Um, but as soon as, know, as soon as Revival was released, I mean, of course, it, was, it came a, a few days later, mm-hmm. but they were the best tag team on that roster as soon as they left. So, I mean, they were the second best tag team. I mean, man, look, fucking WWE has the biggest fucking hard-on for the fucking Usos. You got I, right. I don't. What is that, dude? I don't get it. I mean, God bless them, but I I find their whole thing so unbelievably annoying. But I mean, I'm sure they're cool dudes and you know whatever. But I just I'm not a fan of their personas. I'm not even really a big fan of their in ring stuff, even though they they are they are very consistent. Um, but you know, they, WWE has this. First off, Vince hates tag teams. So right away, if you're a tag team, don't go to <laughs> WWE. But number two, it's like unless you're one of like unless you're like the New Day. And the Usos, and then whatever heel tag team they throw in there, um, you're not really gonna, you're not gonna do much, dude. Fucking the, look at, look at the, the, the what are they calling them now? The Raiders, the War Raiders, the Viking, Viking Raiders. Raiders. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, those guys should be fucking kicking everybody's ass. They should be holding gold. Hell they're yeah. Fucking, they're just place, they're just place card. Well, AOP, like what the hell's AOP up to? Other They're than just, just being big hunchmen for, yeah. for the Fucking Messiah. Vince McMahon needs to die so we can actually have a legit <laughs> tag team wrestling is amazing. Fucking AEW's proved tag teams are amazing. A tag team a strong tag team division is amazing and can be super entertaining. Fucking Vince McMahon is fucking human herpes, dude. Fuck that guy. Anyway, Where okay. do you put Carl and Luke, James? Japan. Japan. Mike. Yeah. Yeah, agreed and stuff. But as a matter of fact, I think Carl put something on his Twitter about, you know, Santa Monica to Tokyo, Japan, the machine yeah. gun. Yeah. Hell so, yeah. I mean, I think the clock is literally ticking and stuff there and stuff. And that's, they've, you know, Carl's got a, a spot made for him and Gallows can, you know, hold his jacket, I guess. Look, New- hey, <laughs> shut up. Hey, machine gun can go back to fucking Japan and do his thing. I want the return of Sex Ferguson fucking making <laughs> cities, hitting rats. <laughs> hitting rats. Oh, man. Adam. Uh, yeah, if, if Japan, if they want to work Japan and, like, they're going to get the money and and just, you know, that's good for their career, I'm all for it. Okay, those are the, the guys that I thought, like, 
damn, because I really do like them. And I, I don't ever think they got the fair shake in WWE. But, I mean, they got some run as the OC. I wanted to kind of also go back to something James had said a few shows back. Where we were talking about, like, the WWE was very smart to pick up so much indie talent so that, you know, there was almost like a talent deficit to go around to, you know, trying mm-hmm. to uh, push the competition out of, uh, well, you know, out of reach. However, I think that's kind of gone to bite them in the butt. Now that, you know, things have been uh, topsy-turvy and, and budget cuts come, they were just so overextended with talent and not doing anything with talent. I mean, it was okay to pay them if, you know, the economy was doing well, but now that it's not, uh, the chickens have come home to roost, so to speak. So uh, it sucks for the talent, but hopefully, you know, there's, there's opportunity for them to make money, to wrestle, to do what they want to do uh, for us fans, you know, to the delight of us. So, you know, I think what goes around comes around. Look, mm-hmm. you know what the moral of that story is? Is that fucking, you can have somebody very smart and with a fucking solid game plan like Triple H, but if the old man still wants to make fucking uh, the XFL happen, there's well, nothing you can do, man. The WWE the, was in trouble before that. You know, with the network, yeah, like, since they were, the end of this year, they so Exactly, really they were in trouble. in trouble. So why on earth would you fucking divert so much of your fucking financial, uh, uh, your, your finances into the XFL again? Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, come on, man. It would have been successful if the pandemic didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying NFL caliber successful. Uh, but I'm saying you would have had it would have been the it would have been the AEW to WWE uh, I, for football I, for how it would have been the it would have been like the Texas Wrestling Alliance to the NFL. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! Well, what uh, was the other one? It was AAL or whatever American, American yeah. Alliance of Football. Uh, our, yeah, the yeah, other one that lasted our, two weeks. Or for we're, we're talking wrestling promotions, you could talk about my first one, the W4CW, the Wrestlers for Christ. Dude, wrestling. I wish you stopped that. talking about that one. I freaking <laughs> love that when you talked about that. <laughs> good stuff. Oh, good There's a lot. Praise him. Praise him or die. Um, but yeah, no. So I mean, that was pretty much the. Li- I mean, who knows what el- what else is to come? Um, and as you know, as time goes on, let's see what they say, and maybe Mailman Mike's onto something. Like, why these people, and you know, why not other people that probably should have been on the chopping block? We'll see, man. I mean, it's a very a crazy future, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, well, as we wrap it up, I want to give uh, everyone a chance to say. Um, any kind of last sentiments and um, man, man, Mike, I'm so excited that you're here. Uh, we want to kick it off with you, sir. Um, goodness. So trying to think of anything, you know, pertinent that I had going on, um, scoping through the news uh, prior to jumping on and stuff I shared. I think I shared it in the, uh, in our thread, our stream, the messenger um, doesn't look like NXT Japan is a thing now. Yeah. Uh, going for sure. I think you could hear Tanner is heartbroken obviously like yeah there's uh you know he'll try and console himself with a beer <laughs> um but he uh but apparently um yeah that you know i mean sadly you know for sure would have uh um you know would have liked you know the, some folks there that aren't getting any kind of revenue stream if it meant they would have gotten paid you know that would have been awesome but if it means you know that that company isn't the the country isn't you know dealing with their political nonsense or whatever and everything like that because um, in the last few weeks, like word had come out that some of the smaller companies wouldn't be able to withstand like, you know, the, the weeks of, and months potentially of being dark without the revenue stream coming in that maybe WWE would be able to kind of swoop in and, and pick up like God forbid a dragon gate, um, you know, an all Japan pro wrestling, you know, one of those major companies and stuff for sure. 
Um, I know I think Akiyama is still planned to attend the performance center for training at some point, but um, so who knows, like never say never for the future, but that looked like that's not uh, not a thing. Um, the, the, I don't know if you guys saw like, you know, the releases unfortunately kind of continue today, um, including one guy and stuff that I've been kind of keeping an eye on and thought um, was really had a future in the system. It was uh, Cesar Bononi, who was uh, mm-hmm. one of the guys they paired with mm-hmm. Tainara as part of like that South African, South American uh, kind of Brazilian, Brazilian shoot stable. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Um, that dude had some skill, had some talent and stuff. I think, you know, that might be a mistake kind of coming down the line. Um, Tino Sabatelli was lost. Um, Tainara herself. Um, there's even some word right now as we've been talking. Um, I had the text come over that it's possible Damo, Killian Dane, may actually have been one of those lost. So waiting on confirmation of that. But um, it was noted that Nikki Cross didn't kind of tweet tonight during SmackDown like she usually does. So um, kind of some things to kind of hold your breath on a little bit there. But, um, but yeah, we'll wait and see. Like, I don't think we're out of the woods yet. Good deal. James, did you, did you want to run real quick or do you want to come back to you? Uh, no, I mean, I, I mean, really all I think is to say is like, we're in a crazy time. Like, and sometimes like it's, you know, like I say, it's the darkest before the, the dawn. And I'm, I'm just hoping that like a lot of these guys are able to land on their feet and sort of uh, use this newfound freedom uh, to sort of make a change in their careers for the better. So, but, you know, uh, I wish all, I wish everybody from, uh, you know, who was released, you know, the best of luck. Awesome. Tanner. I agree. I think that as much as I like being the shithead uh, to, to complain about stuff and, and, you know, not hold anything back um, right now, my, my concern is, is, you know, these guys and how they're going to provide for their families. Um, so hopefully every single one of them finds something and, and succeeds, uh, as long as it's in Japan. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. All right. Hey, uh, Adam, what you got? I, uh, I just want to let you guys know that I took it upon myself to slip into, uh, Somebody's DMs. Somebody's DMs. Oh, my and God. And it was uh, Joe Galley of NWA Power. I said, Joe, uh, my pals and I, we're part of a little wrestling podcast, and we'd love don't to have you Don't embarrass me. And what did he say? So, I don't know. He didn't, he didn't message me back. Of course I did he didn't. He blocked you? He blocked you? Is that what happened? <laughs> I don't think he blocked me, but I rely on him for, like, my actual news. Like, okay. I don't know what's going on in San Antonio or with COVID did if you- I don't follow Joe Galley. Okay, but did you include that in the message? Did you say, Joe, I rely on you? No, I just said, (laughs) my friends and I have a little podcast. Here is a copy of it. We'd love to have you on. Uh, No no. no reply just yet. But, I mean, he's from San Antonio. We're from San Antonio. You you should have started with, hey, we're a a San Antonian. Hey, well, Uh, no, wait. Is your profile picture Italian porno Batman? No, it's a a Hobunk Barney. That has like a mask on and a top hat. Well, yeah, we're not gonna hear from him. Yeah. Anyway, guys, look, uh, I want to thank everyone out for 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 being on and for listening. Uh, special shout out to Mailman Mike. Thank you so much, man. Uh, you actually bring this podcast uh, some credibility, so we appreciate that uh, very much. So we need um, it. Uh, but yeah, so you, I mean, you're obviously welcome on any time. Uh, but you know, just for you know, uh, I, I want to say again, thank you so much for the, these past. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Well, James dropped off. I guess he had to go to the restroom. Uh, so we're going to call it here, folks. Don't forget to to uh, subscribe to us or follow us on uh, Spotify, and then subscribe to us on iTunes. 
And uh, don't forget to listen to Adam Danger's little Yo. side quest, um, Adam Danger Productions, and follow him on Spotify and give us a go. But again, for me and the rest of this table of studs, we want to thank you again for listening. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next time. Bye.